everything you say. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast. If you're already doing so, thank you and tell your friends to do so as well. You can talk with other listeners and even some past guests from this show in our Facebook group, which is called NHTE Listeners. There's a link to it at nhte.net. And if you've got questions or comments that you would rather send right to me instead of posting in there, the email address is podcast at nhte.net. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from British Columbia, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has gotten airplay on country radio in Canada. She has performed at notable venues and events and has even traveled to Nashville to record new music that is coming soon. She is using her platform as an entertainer to be a role model for strength, confidence, and authentic self-expression. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Kiss My Boots Goodbye. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Cambry Lovesy. Hey Bruce, hey everyone. Cambry, thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Welcome to the show. Of course, thanks for having me. You bet. Let's start off by having you tell the listeners about the song of yours that was just playing called Kiss My Boots Goodbye, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, so this is a song that means a lot to me. Um, it was the first song that I wrote uh, for my album, and it is a song that I kind of wanted to write as an homage to one of my all-time favorite artists slash idols, uh, Dolly Parton. And her song 9 to 5 has always been one of my favorite songs and I kind of wanted to write something in that style and it's a song all about empowerment and about kind of living life outside of the rules a bit doing things a little bit different than the regular 9 to 5 um, it's about a, a, a girl who has big dreams and is empowered to follow those and kind of inspired by um, my non-conventional life and it's a song that that means a lot to me so I'm really happy that you know your listen- listeners got a chance to to hear it so thanks for playing it yeah and listeners of course I always encourage you to hear the guest songs in their entirety by purchasing them for download so do go and look for Cambry's song kiss my boots goodbye Cambry two follow-up questions how did you come up with the title for that song and then also when did you write that song Ooh, I'm trying to think of, yeah, that process. So I wrote that song a couple of years ago. Um, it came out in 2018, November of 2018. So I wrote that song um, kind of early summer of 2018. I was really starting to find my own music, like where I belonged in the music industry, I think, mm. at that time. Um, I've been performing since I was uh, 10 or 11 years old and wow. I think as soon as I decided to pursue a full-length album and really um, pursue this to the the extent that I have I w- really started to tap into where I belonged in the industry and so I always have looked up to strong female 
uh, country role models. And I knew that that's where I wanted to fit in the industry as well. And so coming up with the title was, you know, a little play on words and a little bit sassy, like, like <laughs> some of my songs are, but I think it fits. I think it fits my place in the industry and who I am as a person. And so I wrote that in the summer of 2018. Um, and I feel like I spent that entire summer just writing music. That was wow. a really special summer for me. Um, and I mean, I write music every single day, but um, yeah, that's when I wrote that. And, and the the title is, it was one of those songs that came out in like 10 minutes. It just kind of wow. came out. And I was like, Hey, this needed to, this needed to be heard. This needed to be out in the world. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, listeners, I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation with Cambry, but I'm also looking forward to the bonus content that she and I are going to record after this, which will only be available exclusively through the Patreon for this show. That is only five bucks a month, and it gives you access to extra audio that I record every week with the podcast guest. So at four or five episodes per month, that's a dollar and a quarter or a dollar a week. Since I changed the Patreon over to doing it that way at the start of this year, there are now already 19 audio files up there, so Cambry will be number 20, and you can gain access to all those bonus conversations by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hitting the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to sign up. You'll also then automatically get access to all the bonus recordings that come out every week hereafter. I also do some behind-the-scenes type stuff on those in addition to the conversations with the guests. And it's all available for just 5 bucks a month, which, by the way, also tells me that you like what I'm doing and want to support me. Just like my guests are putting out new singles, new EPs, new albums, well, the podcast episodes I put out every week are my new releases, so your support through Patreon tells me that you like what I'm putting out. Again, just go to nhte.net and use the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button to go sign up for all the bonus audio. So, Cambry, that song was off your Kiss My Boots album, which was released a year and a half ago. I know we're going to be talking about the new music that's coming soon, as I mentioned in the intro, but first, talk about this last year and a half since the album came out, meaning... At what point did you start to wind down the promotion, so to speak, and start looking towards your next album and, quote-unquote, putting pen to paper for that? Walk us through that timeline. Yeah, so the album came out in November 2018, and that was the first full-length album I've ever put out. So super exciting time for me, for sure. Um, And the first single from the album, uh, Shotgun, was uh was released in the spring of 2018 so along with that came music video and getting to promote that during the summer months and doing a lot of performing which was super exciting and a super fun time for me um so um the entirety of 2019 up until like the end of summer uh was promoting that and getting to share this new music and you know, I'm always somebody that's looking towards the future and, and you know, wanting to follow up with um, something just as exciting. So in the fall uh, of 2019, I started looking at, you know, what can I do next? How can I, how can I advance this? How can I continue to give mm-hmm. um, people songs that will make an impact and um, get to get to travel a bit too? And I got the opportunity to go to Nashville and, and start to, you know, explore the country music scene down in the States, which is so exciting. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think, I think in the, in the last uh, few months, 
I think since October, we've been looking towards the future, but you know, those songs from the album still mean so much to me and it's, it's a pleasure to get to play them live. And the last year and a half have been full of um, opportunities to meet amazing people and perform at crazy events and, and travel <laughs> and just do what I love which has been so incredible. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, before we get to this new music that we're dancing around, no pun intended, <laughs> I also mentioned in the intro that you've gotten airplay on country radio in Canada. Mm-hmm. Specifically, to my knowledge, you've had at least four singles on Canadian country radio. Yeah. Still being very early in your career as a recording artist, I imagine that has to make you feel extremely optimistic as it relates to the acceptance that your music is getting, the market that there obviously is for it, and then moving forward with more new music. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm really thankful that our Canadian country music scene here is so supportive and I've had a really great group of people to work with and who have embraced my, um, my artistry and my style and have wanted to support my music. And so it is very optimistic and I know it's a really tough business. Um, but I found my own little corner in it and I'm kind of doing my own thing. And yeah, I've been, I've been really blessed to be able to be supported like that. Nice. Nice. Well, for those that are listening who are aspiring performers themselves, how have you gotten all this radio airplay, especially so early into your career? Is there a service that you used? Did you know the right people? What was the actual process to get the songs on the radio? Um, so how it works up here, um, uh, I, I don't know, where are, you, where are you located? In Tampa, Florida. You're in the state. In Tampa, Florida, awesome. So it's a little bit different in Canada. We actually have um, Canadian like uh, regulations that are put in by the uh, the federal government that support um, Canadian content. So they have to play at least thirty five percent of Canadian content um, on all radio stations, which is really great because it supports a lot of Canadian independent artists. Um, so I have um, some awesome radio trackers uh, that I work with in Canada that have really helped me. Um, to get my music played across um, all 10 provinces and three territories. And, uh, and yeah, and it, it, in a sense, it kind of feels like a, like you almost have like Canada at your fingertips when, you know, you can reach all these radio stations and there's a really close community of country radio stations as well. So, so in the technical sense, I mean, radio trackers and, and, you know, my advisors that I've worked with. Um, but I think also just like having those, those regulations in place and having a country that supports um, independent artists is really, really special as well. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I imagine that you do have to have some of those pinch me, am I dreaming moments where your song comes on the radio and you're just kind of shaking your head thinking, is this really happening? Totally. No, totally. Uh, Yeah. The first time it happened, I was just like, yeah, tears, (laughs) pinch me, all the emotions, all the feels. <laughs> is it still that exciting, though, now that, like I said, I believe that you've had at least four singles on country radio. So is it still that same level of excitement? I imagine you have to have friends that will text you either a picture of the radio that displays your name playing their song, or maybe they text you a video of them driving in their car and your song is playing. Yeah, absolutely. I I have not found that it's diminished at all. Um, it's still 
feels surreal and I'm so grateful for every opportunity I've I've gotten and I don't know nothing's nothing's really sunk in or become a normal for me um it's just it's so exciting and I try to take every opportunity and every chance that my song is played um as a new exciting thing to be thankful for yeah and that's a great attitude because for those of you who are listening that are young aspiring artists it's an attitude of gratitude that's so important, and it's not taking anything for granted because, unfortunately, it could be gone the next day, the next month, the next year. You don't know how long you'll be around in the business. So Absolutely. good for you, Cambry, taking my hat off to you for being so grateful for the opportunities that you're getting and still being as joyful a year and a half after your album came out as you were the day that it did come out. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Sure, sure. And listeners, by the way, if you're listening because you're a Cambry Lovesy fan and you're wanting to find out more about my show, I'm going to put a link on the show page for Cambry's episode at nhte.net to a similar artist. I'm thinking of Chloe Collins, who is based in Nashville and just kind of conjures up images of Cambry and vice versa. As I was putting this episode together today, I was thinking of Chloe uh, a young girl, possibly the same age, also doing country music, who's recording in Nashville. So if you want to listen to my interview with her, I'll put a link to it on the show page for Cambry's episode. For now, though, let's talk about the new music that we've teased a couple times here. As I mentioned, you recorded in Nashville. So just tell the listeners, catch us up to date on all that. Yeah. So in October, I got to go to Nashville for the first time, which has always been a huge dream of mine. And it, the second I touched down in the, the city, I instantly fell in love with it. Um, I don't think you can... Have you ever been to Nashville before? S- several times, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's hard to... As a, as a country music, like, super fan, and I was just, like, a little kid in a candy store the whole time. It was incredible. I just fell in love with the city. And anyway, I got to go down there and record a song that was in an incredible experience. Um, I got to work with um, uh, the amazing producer Gasoline down there. And the song that we're, we're putting out is it's called Runaway Queen. And it was written uh, alongside uh, Pam Shane, who wrote uh, Genie in a Bottle for Christina Aguilera. And, uh, and the amazing Sean Gassaway, who's worked with Three Doors Down and a whole bunch of amazing artists down there and getting to walk into the recording studio down there and, it was literally pinch me moment after pinch me moment, like so many Grammy winners in a room. And I was just like, ah, I'm from a small town in Canada. I didn't think that I would ever get the chance to do that. So the entire experience was just surreal and incredible. And now I have this amazing song that I can't wait to put out into the world. And I think it's a a really great representation of, you know, where I fit in the industry and, and uh, yeah, and my unique you know, it's a little sassy. It's it's a strong empowerment anthem, um, but it's also just a really like heartfelt, sweet song as well. So I'm really excited for this to be out in the world. And say the name of the song again, and then when will it be out, by the way? It is called Runaway Queen, and uh, we are just finalizing a date right now. It's kind of the whole pandemic thing has kind of <laughs> thrown things off a little bit, um, but I can tell you it'll be this summer. Okay, and listeners, in case you're 
a regular listener of Now Hear This Entertainment, you recognize one of the names that Cambry just said, which is Sean Gassaway. He was the guest on episode 305 of this show. So if you didn't hear that, I will put a link to his episode as well. You can go back and listen to my interview with Sean. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's a small world after all. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I have to ask, since we're talking about your having recorded in Nashville, where was your Kiss My Boots album recorded, and why did you decide to change to Nashville for this new music that we're talking about? Yeah, so my Kiss My Boots album was recorded here in Vancouver, um, and uh, I decided to switch to Nashville, um, one, because the opportunity came about and presented itself and I'm always one to you know jump on every opportunity and see I never want to be stuck in one place you know I want to keep growing myself as a person and as an artist and also you know Nashville's where country music is happening it's it's the heart of everything and you know it's a little bit hard as a Canadian to be down there a lot um, but if I you know that's something I'm looking to for the future and hopefully that's something that I can do and be down there a little bit more um, but I think yeah just wanting to be in the heart of the country music scene because um, we do have a really great country music scene up here but it still feels a little bit detached from from the national scene so yeah I thought I'd continue to, to grow myself down in the states. So when you were describing the timeline about the album release and the long months of promotion that you gave to that and then kind of turning the corner towards some new material, is there other new Cambry Lovesy music that you're working on or is the focus right now just on this single that you recorded in Nashville and getting it out? Both. Um, I would say there's a large focus on the new single, um, but I'm writing and recording like regularly i'm writing new songs every day for me it's just kind of become a way i live my life if somebody says something to me I'm like, oh that's a good song here can i write it down and so i'm constantly <laughs> you know writing songs and and using that as a way to express myself and um so there's constantly new stuff in the works and there will definitely be some stuff to follow up runaway queen for sure Nice, nice. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from British Columbia, Canada by singer, songwriter, guitar player Cambry Lovesy. Visit her official website at cambrymusic.com. You can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first name, although I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And then once you're on cambrymusic.com, Use the social media icons there to connect with her on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We are all optimistic that the pandemic will be over soon and performers like Cambry can get back out to do live shows. So keep up with her online to see when and where you'll be able to go see her perform once she's back on stage. You can follow Cambry on Spotify, but the better way to support her is to purchase her music from the likes of Apple Music, which is iTunes. I mentioned earlier about the Patreon for this show. Check out the bonus audio ad-free by going to the show website, nhte.net, and hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. That is only 5 bucks a month. And don't forget that another way you can support this show is through your regular everyday purchases on Amazon. It's no extra cost to you, so you're able to support NHTE without taking extra money out of your pocket. Just go to the show website, nhte.net scroll down to the tall amazon banner and then once you click that it will open their shopping app if you're on your phone 
or it will open their website if you're on your computer. Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the expenses that I have for putting out a new episode of this show every week. And no, I don't even see what you bought. So thanks for your support of the show through the exclusive ad-free bonus audio on Patreon or by starting your online shopping through my Amazon banner. Cambry, I mentioned your website and social media platforms there, but I do believe that you've been diving into TikTok also. (laughs) The question is, am, am I right? And if so, have you found that to be a platform that independent artists can benefit from? And if so, how? Yeah, um, I think I really started to explore it more on the pandemic because I'm, I'm stuck at home and have some extra time <laughs> to create content. Um, but it's yeah, it's been it's been like really surprising how yeah how supportive the platform is. I feel like uh, so far it's been the the platform that is the most uh, I I want to say like supportive to. Yeah, to regular people and for people who are wanting to put out content. And so I found, I found like it's working for me so far. And I always like doing like goofy little dances with my sister and with my friends and stuff. And it's a platform where you can, you can be goofy and silly and stuff like that. But I also put out singing videos and stuff on there too. Uh, And I think like for me, I like watching TikTok because it's, they're short videos and maybe that's why it's working so well because we generally have low attention spans and (laughs) (laughs) so people are going through and they can watch lots of little singing videos at once instead of you know one long one so yeah I've been I've been exploring it a bit (laughs) but I'm glad that you mentioned that you are putting some singing videos on there because I am not on TikTok and it seems like all the TikTok content that I see, which is typically through Facebook or Instagram, I feel like the only thing that people put on there are silly dancing videos. And so yeah. I'm glad to hear somebody say, no, I'm actually putting out content where I'm singing on there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, like I do majority of that and then, you know, once in a while <laughs> throw in a little goofiness. <laughs> So in other words, it could be a potential artist discovery platform where people come across Cambry Lovesy and say, I never heard of this girl. I'm going to go check out her music. Absolutely. And I think especially with the younger audience that's on TikTok, um, yeah, it could it could easily be a platform that could be there to discover new artists, 100%. So can slash should the listeners go look for you on TikTok? And if so, how do they find you on there? Yeah, totally. Um, Cambry Loves the Official, at Cambry Loves the Official, um, is my username. Go follow me. And uh, yeah, any social media platform, if people are wanting to, to jump on and support, um, I'm truly really grateful for that and would love to have people on board with me. Okay, okay. Well, let's go back in time a bit. Why did you choose to pursue music as a career? So I... I started begging for my uh, begging for piano lessons when I was nine years old. I started asking <laughs> parents, like, "Can I please have a piano?" I loved music class at school; it was my favorite class. And I was like, "I just want to play piano." And my parents are like, "Oh, this might be another passing phase. Do we want to get her a piano?" And I, I got a piano. I started piano lessons when I was nine, and just instantly fell in love with creating music. Mm. And I picked up the guitar at age eleven. So I was playing two different instruments. And as soon as I picked up my guitar, I think even before I picked up my guitar, I started to write songs. They weren't wow. good, but they were <laughs> little, little bits. 
loved writing music. And so I started singing lessons when I was 10. So it was like 9, 10, 11, started diving into the world of music. And it's simply, you know, I couldn't imagine my life without it. It's something that I have to do. It's how I express myself. I live and breathe music every single day. And I, yeah, I decided to pursue it because I've I have a passion for wanting to create and share music and music has been something that's been a constant in my life. It's helped me through so many different times and I want to be able to, you know, be that in somebody else's life too. Maybe a song relates to something someone's going through or maybe they just need a release from something and need to dance for a bit or whatever. Um, But yeah, I started pursuing music because it was just inside of me and I've kept doing it um, because I'm absolutely obsessed with the music world, and, and it's something that I just have to do. Yeah. So, am I correct in assuming that at some point you abandoned the piano and you only play guitar now, or or no? Um, I play both. Um, I typically for live stuff, I I do guitar just because that's kind of more my comfort zone. But I have a piano in my room. I'm actually sitting at it right now, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I play piano every single day as well. I write on both my my guitar and piano, but oh, for typically okay. for live stuff, I'll, I'll stick with my guitar. Okay. And so any recordings that you put out, if there's piano or guitar on there, you are the one playing the piano, you are the one playing the guitar. I actually haven't done that yet. Um, I've been, I've been really blessed to work with incredible musicians who have, you know, 40, 30, 40 years of experience <laughs> with these instruments. And I'm like, Hey, you, <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> Um, but that's something that I'm definitely looking at doing in the future because, um, first when I started writing and stuff, I wasn't as confident with my abilities and, and now I know that like, I would love to have that, that creative, uh, input on the instruments as well. So for future recordings, I definitely want to do some of my own instrumentation, but I also trust the people with <laughs> so many years of experience and who are just absolutely incredible on those instruments. Okay. Okay. Well, I mentioned back in the intro about this platform that you have, but tell the audience in your own words how you feel you can use music as a way to make an impact. Yeah, so for me personally, like music is the way that I express myself. It's the way I cope with things that come in and out of my life and lessons that I learn. And and I found that you know my favorite artists have been the ones that have been able to relate to those times in my life. And I've kind of almost had that as like a soundtrack to my life. And so I've been inspired by, you know, that influence. And so personally, I've dealt with uh, a lot of mental health struggles and I've used music as a way to find purpose in the midst of that and kind of get myself back to really a good, healthy place. And, And so for me, I've been vocal about my, you know, my journey so far and want to use music as a way to inspire other people to, you know, find, you know, grow and, and you know, um, be the best versions of themselves. And uh, I also found that music is, you know, it's a universal language. It's it's something that brings people together regardless of where we come from, what our background is. Music is a language that we all speak. And so I think... I think the most powerful tool as an artist is being able to bring people together with your music. So it's a huge passion of mine uh, to write songs that people will relate to and that, and that will create community and foster that environment. 
Wonderful. Uh, for people. So I take that I take that role as an artist really seriously. Yeah, I can tell the the tone of your voice actually changed the deeper you got into that answer. So I can tell that it's something that's really <laughs> heavy on your heart. Yeah, listeners, I'd be remiss if I didn't send you back to my interview with Brielle von Hugel. Please go and listen to that. I'll put a link to it. She talks about a similar struggle, similar to what you just heard Cambry discussing in terms of mental health. Brielle talked about having been bullied when she was in school, and even when she was on American Idol, some of the things that she went through. And so I'll put a link to that. You can listen to the way that she's doing what Cambry's doing, which is using her platform with music to draw attention to it and to inspire others. Cambry, we all know what a difficult time it has been for independent artists during the pandemic, what with not being able to go out and perform live shows. How have you adapted your career to the pandemic? And then also, I saw some stuff online about your supporting frontline workers. Yeah, um, definitely an adjustment to, I think everybody's going through that adjustment period of, you know, being stuck inside and not be able to go out and perform, especially for us artists. Um, for me personally, I'm like such an extrovert. I thrive off of, you know, performing. I thrive off of being around people. So it's been tough to um, lose that social kind of aspect of things and being able to connect with people in person. But uh, I've started doing live streams uh, every few weeks on my um, on my Instagram and on my Facebook and I found that that has been such an incredible community and I want to use that space as a place where people can just kind of get away and forget about everything going on in the world and just, you know, sing along to some music, have a glass of red wine, you know, have a have a little night off. So I've started doing that on Friday nights and it's been really, really um, my highlight of my week. Um, so I'm doing one of those uh, this Friday and I'm um, I'm partnering with um, a local charity as well, uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, who uh, are going to be joining me for my live stream this week. So that's that's going to be really exciting. And then the second part of that, the frontline uh, workers. I, for me, I I was struggling with finding my my place in this pandemic and how I could help. And I think with a lot of us, we're feeling a little bit. Um, helpless right now and and you know how do we fit into this whole you know healing the world and making sure everyone's okay making sure our loved ones are okay and I was struggling with that and I decided what do I have you know if I was out there trying to fight it on the front lines right now that would not go so well so I was like what do I have I have my music and so I wanted to write a song that maybe might you know be a little tribute or you know make somebody who's working on the front lines smile or feel like somebody is, you know, relating to what they're going through, even though I have no idea, um, saying a huge thank you in a, in a musical tribute. So I wrote a song called Frontline and I posted it, um, just as a little thank you. And, and, uh, it's got a lot of love and I'm really thankful for, for the people that have been able to share this with the frontline workers in their life and, and kind of help get this message out. And so, you know, that's my, that's been my little contribution to the healing of the world right now. Um, but, you know, very small in, in terms of everything that's going on. So I do have a couple of follow-up questions. One is you mentioned partnering with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Did you seek them out? Did they find you? Is there a mutual connection? How did you join up with them? 
Yeah, so actually after I posted the Frontline song, um, I got a message from uh, their organizer and they're like, hey, I think that this proves that music can bring people together and, you know, we're lacking that connection right now and we're wanting to kind of switch to online community and, and you know, do an event that will bring people together through music and would you be able to partner with us on this? And I absolutely love the idea, um, especially because it's a whole uh, charity and, and program um, based on mentorship and on inspiring others and around community. And that's totally what I'm about. So I was so excited when they reached out to me and I was like, let's do this, you know, let's do a little event. So they're going to be kind of using that as their like monthly social event and bringing people in, going to place some requests. Um, I was able to do my last few live streams just completely on request. So that's super fun for me because um, I get to branch out and play some, some new songs and, and just kind of like have fun in the moment. So I was really excited when they reached out to me. Well, and for those of you who are in the audience that are aspiring performers, you're up and comers, and you hear all the stories about you never know who might be in the audience, there's a great example right there of you never know who might be in your online audience. Absolutely. So Cambry gets this opportunity simply by posting online. Next thing you know, someone's contacting her to say, would you like to be a part of this? So always put your best foot forward with what you're posting online because you never know who might be looking at it. And if it's unprofessional, if it's something that doesn't represent you well, you might miss an opportunity. And then, of course, the flip side being if it's really professional, if it's really strong, if it's really impressive, you may get someone contacting you like Cambry had happened to her. Cambry, my other follow-up question was going to be that for those in the audience, we are actually recording this a few weeks, two weeks to be exact, before this is being released. It's coming out on May 6th. As of today, your website shows dates for performances Friday, May 8th and Friday, May 29th. Do we know at this point if those are still on? Are they, what's the status of those? Yeah. Oh, thank you for, (laughs) for letting me know. Um, as, as it stands right now, um, those ones will not be going. The May 8th one is being postponed. Um, so I'll update the date for that when I know it. Um, the May 29th one has been postponed to September, so I will be updating those dates on there. So thank you for, I'll make sure I do that before this uh, before this episode <laughs> comes out so people will know. Um, but yeah, everything's kind of on hold for in-person stuff um, right now. Our province is on lockdown, so sure. um, hopefully, hopefully I can get out there soon because I miss performing so much, but Yeah, thanks for letting me know about that. Yeah, and good news, though, that they're being rescheduled. So for those of you that are listening to this episode, do follow Cambry online, not only to get the information on those rescheduled shows, but obviously the new ones, as I was saying before, once everyone's allowed to go back outside again and she's back on stage where she loves to be. A lot of us love to be in Las Vegas, and a lot of us are going to flock to Las Vegas once everything is open for business (laughs) again. And that's why you hear me talking so often about the Access Vegas newsletter, which I strongly encourage you to sign up for. As I mentioned in a recent episode, especially during the pandemic, this is a great time to catch up since you do get access to the archives on Access Vegas. To sign up, you go to my website, nhte.net, and then click on the Access Vegas logo. And then when you go there to sign up, make sure you put in the code Bruce to get $5 off. I see the editor of Access Vegas posting quite frequently in between 
issues. I've never disclosed this before. I hope it's okay that I'm saying this, but they actually have a private Facebook group. So once you sign up for Access Vegas, you get access to their private Facebook group, and he posts in there regularly. So even between issues, you're still getting new information. You're still getting updates. And right now during the pandemic, I feel it's almost as important, if not more so, than when things are normal because you need to know, should I start looking at going out there? If so, who's got what kind of deals? Who's open? Who's offering what? And of course, then you separately you go and look at all the great airfares now. But Access Vegas offers you insider tips. It tells you how to save money. You don't have to have coupons. They have special reports that only the subscribers can get. So again, go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and then put in the code BRUCE at sign up to get $5 off. Cambry, speaking of that song for the frontline workers, what is your songwriting process? And then also, where do you come down on the debate over co-writing versus writing by yourself? Ooh, good questions. Um, So I'll start with the songwriting process. So I think for me, it looks different every time. Um, No song is ever written the same way for me. Um, I did mention that I find inspiration in everyday life. And, and so I'm constantly, you know, looking at, at, at my life through the lens of, okay, could that be a good song lyric? Okay, how does that, how can that emotion be that I'm feeling right now be translated into lyrics? Maybe other people are feeling this too. Um, so that's where the inspiration comes from. And so for me, sometimes I'll start with a melody, sometimes I'll start with a lyric. Um, but it, it really depends on, on what the song wants. It kind of has a mind of its own. And sometimes the song will come out in 10 minutes and it just, like the Frontline song came out in 10 minutes. Mm. I did not touch it afterward. I was like, that's exactly what wanted to come out. Wow. I was wow. feeling so inspired. It came out in 10 minutes and I was like, that's it. We're not touching it. And then other songs I've taken months to perfect and to make sure it's really you know, exactly what I want to say. And so I think each song requires its own little bit of care. And, you know, and and tying that into co-writing, some of my best songs have been ideas that I come up with. And then I take it to other people, other musicians, other producers, other songwriters, and they're able to kind of, you know, say, oh, what about this? What about this? And I, I think that, I, I don't know if I stand either way on the, the songwriting debate. I think that you can get a lot of authenticity from, you know, sitting in your bedroom and writing something yourself, but there's also a lot that can come from collaborating with other artists. Um, especially for me, I am big on lyrics and I'm big on storytelling and that's where I find my strength. And I've found that I can get that, uh, the melodic musical side um, strengthened from other artists and other songwriters and, you know, making the hook a little bit catchier or, and then I add the lyrics in and stuff. And I found that that's, that I've written great songs both ways. So yeah, I think, I think each song kind of knows what it needs and you have to kind of listen to each song um, in its own regard. Okay, but then what about writing on the piano versus writing on the guitar? Is it a conscious decision of, I need to write something on the piano, I've been writing too many guitar songs lately? Is it somehow, Bruce, the song tells me what it needs? How do you determine when you're getting lyric ideas in your head and you start getting a melody, how do you determine, is this going to be a piano song or a guitar song? Mm, That is a really good question. I don't know if I've ever thought about it before. I think... 
I, honestly, I think it depends if I'm in a guitar mood or a piano mood that night. Wow. Um, wow. And I think, um, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, hey, th- like this melody that I'm feeling, I feel like it sounds like it would be a piano song or I feel like it sounds like it would be a guitar song. Um, and I think it's just kind of I just go with what I'm feeling at that moment. And I don't know if there's any like thought out process to it. And sometimes I'll write something on the piano. And I'm like, hey, this would be better on the guitar. Uh, or let's try it in both ways. Because, you know, when you write a song, it might have piano and guitar on it. Uh, so I make sure that it's like versatile as well and that I can play it on both, see what sounds better, see if they both sound cool. And so for me, sometimes I'll have my guitar right next to my piano. I'll just kind of switch back and forth, kind of see what sounds good, wow. um, see where the inspiration is wanting to fit. Wow. It would yeah, be great to have a, it would be great to have a, a stationary camera that's just positioned on you when you're doing that that's you know recording you doing that exact exercise of writing something on the piano and saying hmm let me try this on guitar and you know watch that yeah. watch those creative juices flow because that sounds like something that I I personally would get a real big kick out of out of watching a songwriter go through that process interesting hey maybe i'll maybe i'll have to record myself doing it one time (laughs) there you go there you go well just to clarify since i mentioned about people going to see you perform at some point when you do perform live what does that look like is it just you solo and if so are you playing both instruments or is it you perform with a band behind you um it depends on the show um so if i'm uh I'll, i'll do a lot of stuff solo acoustic just with my guitar and that is kind of for more intimate venues or I'll just do local stuff, um, usually charity stuff. I'll just do with me and my guitar. Uh, but then I also do a lot of uh, bar and club performances or bigger venues, festivals, that kind of stuff that all has a, a band behind me. And I have a, a band that, that I work with regularly who are all the same age as me and are just young musicians finding their, their way in the world as well. And they're, some of my best friends and uh, I absolutely love any chance I get to, to perform with them on stage. There's a, there's a certain energy that comes from being up there um, with your, your best friends getting to play music. So it really depends on what the, what the show is. And, and I've had the, the opportunity to work both solo and with a band. And unfortunately, when you say that solo, a lot of times it's just you with the guitar. Is, is that for the simple fact that the piano is just too much extra work to lug around? <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> sometimes i'm just walking down the street with my guitar on my back and that's the easiest way to go <laughs> uh the poor piano we should have a moment of silence i now hear this entertainment for the piano <laughs> as an instrument the poor thing okay there we had it <laughs> we're gonna close today with another one of your original songs one called shotgun before you and i record the exclusive bonus audio for patreon tell the listeners all about this song of yours please called shotgun yeah so shotgun is a song that means so much to me uh, i wrote it in my bedroom it's one of those songs that came out really fast didn't really get changed a lot before i got recorded and it's one of the songs on the album that is just such a feel-good song. I got the inspiration for it. Just I was just driving down the highway one day, and I was like, I really want to write a song that fits this emotion, that carefree, summertime vibe. And Shotgun is what came out of that. And, and the song really means a lot to me. I was able to uh, record a really cool music video uh, for it as well, if you want to check that out on my YouTube channel. 
And yeah, I hope you I hope you get a little glimpse of summer when you listen to this song. I know the sun's kind of peeking through the clouds here. We're getting into those summer months. So hopefully you're able to feel happy when you listen to the song. And yeah, thanks for playing it. Sure. And I'm glad that you did mention audience. I want to make sure you caught it. Shotgun is on her Kiss My Boots album, as is the song that we played at the start of the show which is labeled KMBG on the album, but it's actually Kiss My Boots Goodbye. But we're going to play Shotgun here in just a minute. But Cambry, thank you so much. It's been so enjoyable talking to you. I appreciate you making the time to come on the show today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, piano player, <laughs> Cambry Lovesy. <laughs> Do visit her official website, which is cambrymusic.com. And then once you land there, look for the icons so you can engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram. I did all three of those already this morning. Subscribe to her YouTube channel too, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell Cambry that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment, even if you're not hearing this interview until long, long after it gets released. Remember also that although her music is streaming on Spotify and you can follow her on there, the better way to support Cambry is by purchasing downloads of her music from online digital retailers such as iTunes, which is Apple Music. Don't forget that Cambry and I will have some extra conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from the last four months worth of guests. It's only 5 bucks a month, and it's ad-free, and that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also about scrolling down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what is more than six years now. There's no extra cost to you for doing that. For now, that will do it for episode 326. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Cambry Lovesy. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Shotgun. Picks me up in his brand new Chevy, says wanna take a ride. Usually this carefree, but I'm blinded by headlights. Driving down the old back road and I
Shotgun